We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land... We unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the seventh morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for being a part of our conversation. My oh my, I've already had three hours worth of conversations. If you are just tuning in, then you missed the first three of what is a five-hour France-a-thon. Uh, if you tuned in during the Hugh Hewitt program, thank you for sticking around. You must think that I have more really, really important and intelligent things to say. Either that or you're just like watching a train wreck or a circus. Either way, uh, thanks for being a part of it. Uh, I can't guarantee you which one it's going to be on a daily basis, by the way, an intelligent conversation or a train wreck or a circus. You're just going to have to stick around and find out. But uh really do appreciate you being here. Normally on Mondays... I talked to Congressman Jim Jordan. Today is no different, except that instead of talking to him at 948, I spoke with him at about 705 this morning, and I will give that to you at 948. Why? Because uh, one of the strongest and most important members, conservative members of Congress, uh, is ready to fight. He's ready to fight for a border wall. He is ready to fight for the American people, right? ready to fight for security, ready to fight for you, and ready to fight for me. And what's he ready to fight? He's ready to fight lunatic liberals who continue to say the most disgusting, reprehensible, and asinine things about the President of the United States and his supporters. Lest you forgot what happened on the very first day on the job for Muslim Representative Rashida Tlaib, uh, the new uh, Congresswoman from Michiganistan. I love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I say, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... Yeah, that's who Jim Jordan is fighting against. He's fighting against... He's fighting against lunatics like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
who supported such vulgarities against the President of the United States, saying, Bronx and Detroit ride together, my sister, and <laughs> saying that she's with uh, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, simply disgusting. But it's not just their tenor, it's not just their tone, it's not just the profanity, it's not the vulgarity. It is the horrific ideas, the terrible ideas being advanced by the American left in this new Congress that should have you most concerned. So we're going to talk to Congressman Jim, or, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan about that at about 9.48. Also, a little bit later on the program, going to have David Ray for you. We have not talked to David or anyone from FAIR for a few weeks on this program. And this is obviously an extraordinarily important time to do that. FAIR, of course, is the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And uh, they are, of course, all in on trying to encourage the President of the United States to stand fast, <coughs> excuse me, and to stand firm, and to make sure that he does not give in when it comes to border security, border protection. Do not let the liberals define this argument. Uh, and that is exactly what the President is doing. He is standing strong for this. As a matter of fact, he said, I take no pleasure in the government shutdown, but I do demand border security. Why? Because it, because it is precisely what the American people told him to do. When he ran for president of the United States back in 2015, when he was elected in 2016, and in his first two years of governing, he has promised this, and it's exactly what the people said. Yes, we want that. Go do that. And that's why we absolutely must have our border wall. Here's the president over the weekend. Look, they have to do what they have to do. But many of those workers agree with me. I love when they uh, have. I, think, I love when they have these press conferences. By the way, just outside the helicopter, <laughs> it makes it so great for radio audio. You have to deal with the sound of the chopper, but please listen. Please, there's been very little of that so far, as you know. Very, very. Okay, any more? Thank you, everybody. I don't like doing this. I have no fun doing this. I was elected to protect our country. That's what I'm doing. And presidents before me have all voted for this, or many of them, and many of the senators that I'm negotiating with right now have voted for this. But let me tell you something. They didn't have the guts to do it, just like they didn't have the guts to move the embassy to Jerusalem in Israel. They didn't have the guts to do things that they should have done. That's the president speaking to reporters uh, on the eve of his trip to Camp David over the weekend, and uh, or not on the eve, but at the moment of actually is boarding the uh, uh, boarding the chopper to go to Andrews to take the Air Force One. So the president correctly again pointing out that no, uh, I don't want this. I don't want the government shut down. But the people voted for me to do something. They they demanded that I do something. I cannot not do what they told me to do, and it's the right thing to do. And that is to build this border wall and indeed stop the flow of dangerous illegal immigrants and illegal immigration writ large um, uh, from being as pervasive as it is. That's exactly the goal. Now, the president also, again, I apologize for the sound coming from the uh, uh, from this clip because of the chopper, the uh, uh, the helicopter carrying the president. But um, he, he again is asked by the reporters about the wall. And and why he thinks a wall is going to work. And, you know, the left always says a wall isn't going to work. It's not going to be effective. And the president asks a very simple question of the press. Hey, look, I, I can say this. Everybody's playing games. But I can say this. I think that the Democrats want to make a deal. I really do. I feel that. What is the deal? Will you come down from We'll call it something different. I don't think I have to. That's for this year. Don't we'll call it. Excuse me. 
We'll call it something different. A lot of work has been done on the wall. There's been tremendous renovation. And if you look in San Diego, there's been new wall built, which doesn't get reported. I don't know why. You don't want to report it. But take a look at San Diego and other areas. We've had new wall built. But we can do much more if they give us the money to do it. But a lot of work has already been done. You know, when they say build the wall, I don't say that anymore. I say finish the wall because we have done a lot of work. If you know the the billion six and a billion six for two years, it had language in that really allows you to build a certain amount of wall, but mostly renovate existing walls. We've renovated a lot of walls and they've done a very good job. So the president asked the press there, uh, in, in a manner of speaking, you know, why don't you report or why don't you ask me about the wall in San Diego? The wall that separates San Diego from Tijuana has been extraordinarily effective. And in fact, in all of the portions where we do have border partitions put up, border barriers put up, illegal crossings have dropped by over 90%. I mean, we're talking about precipitous drops. And that's what this is all about. It's about cutting down. Nobody will ever fully 100% guarantee that with a border wall in all of the areas along our southern border where one can be built because of the geology and the geography of the situation, primarily the geology, Nobody's saying that no one will ever cross again. But the, the, the illegal crossings were cut down over 90%. In, in Israel, when they put their border wall up, separating them from the Palestinians and those who want to kill them, border crossings were cut by over 99%. Yes, walls work. The left knows that walls work. And, and the left knows that this is not about whether or not the walls will work. This is what they say, that it would be ineffective. But they also say that this is simply about Donald Trump. When Nancy Pelosi declares walls are immoral, this is an immorality. This is her way of saying President Trump is immoral. It's not a wall that is immoral. It is not wanting American sovereignty that is immoral. It is, there's nothing immoral. There's nothing more moral about putting a wall on our southern border than there is a fence, a privacy fence around your house or a security fence around your house. Nance? Or a security fence around your Washington, D.C. home in that affluent suburb, Barack Obama. There's nothing immoral, more immoral about a border wall than there is of fences around your properties. There's nothing more immoral about a border wall than there is about you having a lock on your front door and your back door and all of your windows. They all have locks, don't they? Why? Because you want to keep people outside of your home that don't belong inside of your home. It's your discretion. You are the sovereign owner of your property. And if you want to invite somebody in, you'll unlock the door and let them in. But you don't want people coming and going as they please. Neither should we in the United States. That's what this is all about. The president also, and again, apologies for the audio quality here because of the helicopter. The president, again, talking about that $5.6 or $5.7 billion. It is nothing. It will pay for itself again and again and again and again if you consider the cost of illegal immigration. And you should. This is a very important battle to win from the standpoint of safety, number one, defining our country and who we are, also from the standpoint of uh, dollars. This war will pay for itself many times during the course of a year. The money we're talking about is very small compared to the return. It's very small compared to everything. The money we're talking about is very small compared to the annual budget, which is about $4 trillion. 
And it's also small compared to the annual outlay for illegal immigration. Do you understand that the total cost, the total economic impact of illegal immigration on the United States is roughly $116 billion? That's annually, not total, but annual. That means after this year, it'll be another $116 billion. After that, again and again and again, which can be alleviated, which can be very seriously dropped and curtailed by a $5 billion outlay for a border wall. By eventually a $25 billion outlay, which again is what? One-fifth? One-fifth, roughly one-fifth of what I just said we're spending on an annual basis. So all of that is extraordinarily important to keep in mind. I want to get your thoughts on this. We'll open up the phone lines at 216-901-0945, Again, I told you I talked to Jim Jordan this morning when I was hosting for Hugh Hewitt. I will present that conversation to you in Congressman Jordan's normal time slot at 948. But between now and then, you can dial 216-901-0945, You want to talk about border walls and security and morality? We can do that. You want to talk about Christian Bale? You want to talk about Hollywood going after the president and his supporters and conservatives? Once again, last night at the Golden Globes, we're going to do that. We have a host of things to do, and you can be a part of it. Coming up on the Bob France Authority. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting? Location. In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? At one second, I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess. Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference, because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. So I asked a question this morning on the Hugh Hewitt program after listening to Christian Bale from last night at the Golden Globes. I don't I don't watch the Golden Globes. I don't watch any award show. They don't appeal to me. But I especially don't like listening to Hollywood actors 
and uh, celebrities and entertainers and singers and so on and so forth at the Grammys and you know this award show, that award show. I don't like listening to them bash me or bash President Trump or bash conservative ideas in this country in favor of their liberal socialist ideas. I don't enjoy it. But I did become aware of it because I'm doing a job here. And yes, Kristen Bale last night in uh, accepting the Best Actor Award in a drama, I guess it would be, for his portrayal of Vice President Dick Cheney in his uh, very, very widely acclaimed movie Vice, filled with inaccuracies, though it may be, in his uh, acceptance speech, he made sure to point out how much he hates Dick Cheney. In fact, invoking, I wish I could do Dana Carvey's church lady here when I say Satan. Oh, look at all of us. What a bunch of lucky buggers we are, right? To make a life out of doing something that we love, right? That's extraordinary. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that for so many years. Um, Thank you to my beautiful wife who told me less is more. Say less right now. She knows the dumb crap that can come out of my mouth at times. That is an example of foreshadowing. The dumb crap that can come out of his mouth, especially as it pertains to uh, Vice President Cheney. Let's hear more. Loving a soul that I never thought possible. Thank you to that geezer over there, Adam. He said, he said, uh, he said, I've got to find somebody who can, who can be absolutely charisma free and reviled by everybody. So he went, that's got to be bail. Bad news for you there, Christian. Uh, Dick Cheney is not reviled by everybody. He is revered by many, many conservatives who are grateful for his protection, along with President Bush, uh, against terrorism in the United States of America. But please continue. In it, you know, thank you. And, uh, for all the competition, I will be, uh, Corner in the market on uh, charisma free. What do you think? The word he used there was blank holes. He said, I'm going to be cornering the market on charisma free blank holes. Like Mitch McConnell next. That could be good, wouldn't it? So again, he has to continue to take shots at every conservative or every Republican because of the room that he's in. More. Um, uh, thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration. On how to play this role. So Satan gave him the inspiration on how to play Dick Cheney. So I heard that, and I don't want to go off on it right now. I may talk about it again after the bottom of the hour news, but um, uh, he's playing to his crowd. Because in an interview that he did with Fox News on the night of the premiere of his movie last month, he had all kinds of nice things to say about Dick Cheney, but now he's in front of his liberal Hollywood crowd, and he calls him Satan. Or says, Satan inspired me on how to play him. So the question I asked on the Hugh Hewitt Show this morning on Twitter, and I'm going to ask now, and on the air, and I'm going to ask you now, go to Twitter and, and cast your little vote on this if you would. Twitter, you can find me at Radio Done Right. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. Radio Done Right. The question for conservative-minded people is this. Are you able to separate political commentary of Hollywood actors from the on-screen work that you genuinely like? Put another way, can you still watch great Christian Bale movies or Robert De Niro movies or Matt Damon movies after they spew their liberal hatred of us? That's the question I'm asking, and I would like to get a response. The three choices are yes, um, because movies aren't real. No, I just can't watch them, or I don't know. Depends on the actor. Right now, I can't watch them as leading with 55% of the vote. 24% say, yes, I can still watch them. 21% say, I don't know. I'd love your vote on that on Twitter. And you can answer that question on the air as well at 216-901-0945. All right, who got in first here? It uh, looks like Mark in Fairview Park. You're on the air. Mark, go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. 
what I want to mention, to, just to update you here, I was just watching CBS on TV, and now the new thing now, they have the woman, uh, Malala, this Pakistani who was shot by uh, these Neanderthals over in Pakistan for promoting women's schools. Right. And... Uh, she was in uh, for reconstruction, and we we took her in here. You know, we're a wel- welcoming, compassionate country, but naturally on the air, this turns into a discussion of the wall and how the president should read the book, and and uh, how uh, she's against the wall. And uh, you know, I was or listened on the air the other day, and they were talking about that. There's five billion people they estimate that have low, lower standards than the average American. Now, as I said, we're a compassionate people, but. As Dennis Prager always likes to say, you know, you can't always be thinking with your heart. You, you, wisdom is primary. And to counter this thing, I wanted to mention, and I, I've been watching on the History Channel, they have these stories on the this Escobar and uh, El Chapo and Guzman. Sure. And uh, it's it, absolutely amazing. I'm stunned watching this. The amount of drugs that I think they were just pumping into uh, the uh, Chicago alone. They had these Flores brothers up there. And... Uh, you know, it all has to be balanced out. You know, we have to protect ourselves, too. And uh, you can see compassion also, like uh, with the homeless in L.A. I was talking to my brother about it. And, uh, you know, you have no idea until you see the head on the news the other night. The sidewalks on these beautiful streets, 10 after 10, and they have the fire department down there washing feces down and urine and everything else, you know. Where does it end? You, there has to be a balance with this. And, you know, as I said, we have a big heart in this country, and, you know, we took this woman in whose face was all shot up and everything else. But, you know, there has, naturally there has to be limits when you look at how many people each year all, just yeah. dying from drugs alone. Thanks, all Bob. we are looking for is for our laws to be respected. Malala came into this country and was accepted as a, a legitimate asylum seeker because of the persecution she was facing in her own country. And we recognize that and we allow people to come in. Our laws on that have not changed. We welcome people who are seeking legitimate asylum for legitimate reasons, persecution on the basis of their sex, on the basis of their race or their religion, the political op- opinions, and so on and so forth. We always have and always will. But when we have caravans of thousands of migrants coming up with phony reasons, and they have no such claims of asylum, it's just that our country's poor, we want to bring our poverty to you, and we want to take jobs away from your people, that's a different story altogether. Thank you for the call, my friend. Right back to your calls after this on AM 1420, The End. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Rolling along at 934. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Jim Jordan's slot is coming up in about 15 minutes. You will hear Jim Jordan in that slot. Trust me on that one. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, at about 948. Uh, in between now and then, your phone calls. 216-901-0945, Let's go next to Matthew, who's been waiting in Medina Township. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Matthew, go ahead. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you heard this uh, on the radio. Uh, it was at uh, last Friday, at about 10 minutes to 2, I turned on the radio. This, this program, it was our beautiful president on the radio from till 3 o'clock. He laid out this whole thing for this wall. Bob, they have already... Uh, taking care of the eminent domain business to put this wall up. It's going to be made out of steel, and he's willing to negotiate, but if he doesn't get what he wants, 
he's going ahead with executive order, and God bless him for doing that, because those traitors in the Democratic Party, and there's some Republicans, too, in this country, I'm an old veteran, and it makes my blood boil because these people don't care about us in this country. They are completely worried about themselves. Nancy Pelosi and that whole bunch, and I even called her office and told her to buy a muzzle and put it on that that uh, that new uh, congressperson. And, and Cortez? Pardon? You're talking about Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Yes. No, no, this other one, that Muslim. Oh. From oh, 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 you mean the Muslim woman from Michigan, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, they, I called her a mental midget from uh, from uh, Michigan. Really, to, to hear language like that, unbelievable. And I, really, uh, I, I have seen a lot in my days. I'm 91, going to be 92, God willing, soon. But I just wanted to get this over. I don't know if you heard this, but he laid out the whole thing. It, we're getting that wall, Bob. You can relax. And I felt like I was about 10 feet tall when he got done talking. We're getting that wall, and, we're, and he said we're getting it soon. And I believe him. I voted for him. He says some things that don't agree, but he, he delivers. And I love him to pieces. God bless you, Bob, for what you do. And uh, I'll let the next one person get on. You got and it. hallelujah for the United States of America. Matthew, Bye. thank you so much for your phone call. God bless. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to cross my fingers on this, okay? Um, yes, I, I, I talked about this a little bit on Hugh Hewitt's show. The president has threatened to use... ...be able to spend whatever funds he wishes in order to... Um, preserve and defend the United States from this emergency situation. He can do that. Remember, the last line of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, which I cite often on this program for this reason, um, the Immigration and Nationality Act reads, whenever the president uh, finds, this is Section 212F of it, it's much longer than this, but this is the pertinent part. Whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, that's important, doesn't need any help, doesn't need anybody else's approval, he, by proclamation, meaning he can proclaim, for as for such period as he deems necessary, he shall suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate, end quote. That last phrase of that last line is the most important one. He can impose any restriction on the entry of immigrants or non-immigrants, aliens into this country as he chooses. And that means, yes, a restriction like a border wall. And he can do so by proclamation. He doesn't need congressional approval. This was decided by... Drum roll, please. Congress. Congress gave him the right to do this back in 1952. They didn't give him the right this year. They did it in 1952. It has been the law of the land. The President of the United States has the sole discretion here on this. So, yes, he can do it. As to being so 10 feet tall and over the moon that he's going to do it, that's another question. The President has vacillated on various things uh, like this in the past. He said very clearly his preference is to do this with a bipartisan bipartisan funding 
uh, of this border wall, this border security fence, or whatever you want to call it, by Congress. That's what he wants. The question is whether or not he's going to wait for it, and if it means a month or two or three or four or five or six-month government shutdown in order to get it. I don't know what he's going to do. So, quite frankly, my fingers are crossed. I'm hopeful that what you're saying is going to be more correct, but I'm not going to count those chickens before they hatch, if you will. Let's go to Middleburg Heights now. Andy on AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you for waiting. Andy, go ahead. Hey, good morning, sir. Happy New Year to you and your family, a prosperous and safe one. And, Thank uh, you very much, and to you as well. And, by the way, your your uh, program is detrimental to our health out here because everybody's blood pressure is raising when you get on. <laughs> you know, But that's good. That's a good thing. I, I you know, I'll take the blood pressure medicine as long as you keep going on, on the route that you're going. You're on, you're on the right track, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure a lot of the, your loyal listeners are the same way. Just do not give up what you're doing. My thing is, I still, a lot of people haven't mentioned it, there's 51,000 indictments out there towards people in our government because of the corruption. Uh, all these, all these uh, people that are in politics in there that go in there and make $186,000 a year after 10 years, leave with $20 million, they're into the, they don't want this wall up there. They're into this drug trade. They're into the child pornography. Trump is on them. He's on their back. And one of these days, he's going to unload. He's got a head of steam, and they're scared to death. There's going to be a lot of them going to prison. A lot of people don't believe that. They say, oh, we got, there's two, uh, two ways to everything. I said, no. He's going to keep going at this thing until he gets these people put away and gets our country back where it belongs. Thanks to people like you that keep hammering this. And you got, you got all these people that there's no way $186,000 a year that you can leave in 10 years to $20 million without doing something illegal. There's no way. You and I can't do it unless we do something illegal, unless we're robbing or doing something. So he, he, these people know he's coming after them, and they're, they're being in their pants knowing which day it's going to be that they're going to go. They're going to go down. And that's my opinion. And the last thing, what about our Pope calling Cuba and, and, and praising them for what they've done for 60 years to their people down there, to that dictator? And, you know, I'm Catholic, you're Catholic. What, what's with this Pope? Where's he coming from to go and congratulate them for what they're doing, destroying their people? And with that, sir, uh, thank you very much for taking my call, as you always do. You guys are very polite. You're screening that. And, Bob, keep up the good work, man. Just don't give up. Please. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you covered a lot of ground there, obviously, especially when you added the Pope's comments there into that as well. And I will talk about that a little bit later. But uh, uh, my goal is not to raise your blood pressure, by the way. My goal is to push back and fight against those that would uh, because they're, they're so radical. They really are looking at fundamentally changing what the United States is. What did Barack Obama promise? Fundamental transformation of America. Because he didn't like America as it is, he wanted to change it around. That's what his some of his uh, followers, including the likes of uh, Cortez and Talib and others, are trying to do now. No, I'm trying to actually lower your blood pressure because I want you to know that there are people pushing back and fighting for you. In addition to the President of the United States, there are people who are pushing back against them for you. And 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 don't be panicked into thinking that we can't stop this because we can. We really can. We have to be dedicated. We have to be truly invested, and I think uh, there are so many of us who are. So we're, we're trying to actually calm it down for you uh, just a little bit. Uh, as for Nancy Pelosi, we were talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi's statements about, uh, you know, first of all, the border wall is immoral, it's in immorality, and so on and so forth, trying to suggest that anybody who wants to defend themselves is immoral. Why does she have this mentality? 
Why does she, as the new Speaker of the House, she is in control of that particular chamber of Congress. She's in control, thus, of the purse, uh, purse strings uh, of this country, because all spending must be originated in the House of Representatives. Why is she being so resistant to something that she once supported, which were border barriers, that Chuck Schumer also supported, which are border barriers? And the answer is, according to Representative Liz Cheney, because she's being held hostage by her base. You know, nobody wants him to invoke it, and I don't believe the president wants to invoke it. We all hoped, frankly, that once Speaker Pelosi had secured the votes to become Speaker on the floor, uh, that her uh, willingness to negotiate uh, would, you know, be more evident, that she would be willing to come to the table to do what's right for the American people. Unfortunately, what we've seen over the last few days is she's very much just completely captive to the far left of her party. And so where I was interested to hear my colleague on the Armed Services Committee, uh, Congressman Smith, talk about the fact that there already is a wall, but that's a very different point than the one that Speaker Pelosi continues to make, which is that a wall is immoral. What we believe in the Republican side of the House is what's immoral is not to secure our borders, not to protect the people of this nation. Uh, The president has no more important obligation. Those of us who are elected officials in Congress have no more important obligation. We absolutely have got to secure the borders. See, when I hear from people like Liz Cheney, it calms me. It doesn't raise the blood pressure. It should lower the blood blood pressure because we have people on that side of the aisle who are going to continue to fight for what is right. Alongside Liz Cheney, on that side of the aisle is Congressman Jim Jordan. We're going to hear from him next, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. And bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. And he was talking for a new life. All right, 948 as promised. Congressman Jim Jordan's time slot every Monday is right now. And I am going to deliver him by way of the conversation I had with him this morning on The Hugh Hewitt Show. We can speed this up a little bit here. I didn't realize they gave me the intro to the huge show. Let's get right to the conversation. Bolton, uh, to Turkey and to Israel, and uh, it is going to be a very, very important update, kind of a national security briefing, if you will. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. But for the top of this hour, the new Congress is in session, and this is one of the loudest and most shrill voices within it. When people hear the word socialism, mm-hmm. they think Soviet Union, Cuba, mm-hmm. Venezuela. Is that what you have in mind? Of course not. What we have in mind, uh, and what of my and my policies most closely re- resemble what we see in the UK, in Norway, in Finland, in Sweden. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the new face of the Democrat Party, socialism on steroids. Joining us now is one of her colleagues. This is frightening to say, but she actually has a seat in the Congress next to the uh, one of the founding members of the House Freedom Caucus and uh, uh, the man who uh, nearly became, or at least made a run at, the minority uh, leader's position uh, in the Republican Party, my friend from Ohio's 4th Congressional District, Congressman Jim Jordan. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Doing fine. Uh, Happy New Year to you. It's the first time we've been together this year, and congrats on hosting Hughes' show as well. It's a pleasure. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, and it is always good to talk with you, and I'm glad to have another year uh, underway of of, uh, getting updates from you on all things Capitol Hill. Let's start there. Before we get into shutdowns in Syria Mm -hmm. and some of the other things, uh, this Democrat-controlled Congress came in with both guns blazing. Of course, they wouldn't like that characterization. They're anti-Second Amendment. (laughs) They came in 
talking about impeaching the mother blanker. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doubled down on that and said, I'm with you, my sister from Michigan. Uh, we're going we're gonna to abolish the Electoral College that allowed Donald Trump to become president. We're going to impeach him. I mean, my goodness, uh, I think you, you termed it this way. They just couldn't help themselves. No, they couldn't. And they did talk about guns. They did talk about your Second Amendment liberties and restricting them on the very first week of Congress. Uh, the, the second day of Congress, actually, at the press event, they did. And, of course, the first day they had the uh, Brad Sherman filing impeachment resolution and, as you mentioned, Congressman Tlaib saying the ridiculous and disgraceful comments she made about the President of the United States. So, yeah, this is but, – but remember, Bob, we talked about this all last fall. We said they can't help themselves. They're going to try to raise taxes. Their rules package makes it easier to raise taxes. They are going to try to make sure we continue to have this this borderless hemisphere approach to, to things with no wall. They're they're continuing to do that, and we did say they were going to try to impeach the president. And look, very first day they do that, and they make the disgraceful comments uh, on on top of that. So um, again, it doesn't surprise us they can't help themselves. This is who they are. Average citizens like me are going to be extraordinarily cynical that anything can get done in the next two years, including the advancement of the president's agenda because of what you just described. They've made it very clear they are into obstruction. They are into investigation. They are not into legislation. They're not into national security. They're not into border security. How are we going to get anything done when the first thing they do when they come in is is to, to start a flame war? I think the only way is if they change from being so focused now, I mean, th- th- this, is, this is what has to change. They are much more concerned about stopping the president than they are on helping the country. And until they say, look, look, let's help the country, and if that's good for the president, bad for the president, that's irrelevant, the focus should be on the country. But if, and, until they adopt that attitude and get away from this, stop Trump at any cost, um, I don't see how we actually make things uh, move things in a, in a direction where we can work together in the benefit of the nation. I just don't see it. So hopefully they'll change their attitude and we can work on some things. But based on what we saw last week, I just don't see it. Congressman Jordan, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the new speaker, has declared the border security wall uh, to be immoral. She has said it on numerous occasions. She is now doubling and tripling down on it, saying this is a matter of morality because it's not who we are. This is the same Nancy Pelosi, along with her colleague on the uh, Senate side, Chuck Schumer, who voted for security fencing uh, in 2006, I believe it was, 630 yep. miles. Chuck Schumer bragged about that about nine years ago in 2009 and cuts that uh, have, have, have gone around. Uh, in which he said we have funded 630 uh, miles of barrier, which are vi- which is very effective in stopping illegal immigration. So clearly, they believe in the border barrier. What they don't believe is is giving Donald Trump a victory here. Yeah, exactly right. This is it. More more focused, more concerned about stopping the president than helping the country. If border walls are immoral, where's the legislation sponsored by Nancy Pelosi in the House? Chuck Schumer in the Senate, which says, let's tear down the wall between Tijuana and San Diego. Where's that legislation? It's nowhere because they know these things work, but they don't want to allow the president to fulfill a central campaign promise he made to the American people, and frankly, something that the American people, in their good common sense, want to see happen. So that is, if, if, if walls are bad, if they're immoral, then where's the legislation to take it down? So I just, I just don't get these guys. Uh, but, again, it is much more about politics than it is about what's good for the country. And that is never healthy. That is never positive um, when you're thinking about trying to accomplish things in the, in the United States Congress. 
Congressman, speaking of politics, you guys have to be concerned about them, too. Um, you know, a, a quarter of the government is shut down. Some 800,000 workers are not working and getting paid. Um, and, and this is going to have a price uh, because we always talk about who gets the blame. And while we may be right or you may be right or President Trump may be right in calling this a Schumer shutdown, it doesn't matter if that's not what voters think. How long do you think this is going to go on or how long can you and the Republican Party let this go on before you pay a big political well, price as well? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I really appreciated what the president said last week at his press event um, when he was asked about this this uh, shutdown. He says, "I don't, I don't look at it as wanting to shut the government down. I look at it as trying to accomplish what he told the voters he was going to do." And I thought, you know, I say that all the time. I think many of us in the Freedom Caucus, that, that, that's that's what we focus on doing what we told the American people we were going to do. The president was clear about this. This is no surprise that the president wants a border security wall on our southern border. He started talking about this clear back in 15, ran on it, won the primary on it, won the general election as, as this being one of the central issues. This is no surprise. And so I think we have to continue to make the case, show that the, where the Democrats' position is just, just flat out wrong, and then see is there some kind of agreement we can get to. Senator Graham is working hard on it in the Senate. A number of us have, have talked with the, with the president about what we can do to maybe reach some kind of agreement with the, with the Democrats. But if they continue to take their position that it's immoral, I don't know how you get there, but we're going to continue to try. And I think the American people see that we're trying. Hopefully we'll be able to get something here in the very near future. If it lasts a period of months, as the president predicted that it could, in fact, I think he said it could last years, um, again, is there is it, is that sustainable for, for the Republicans? No, because, no. again, I, I don't want that to be the case. I know you don't. I know he doesn't, no, but no, he no said it does. could happen that way. Yeah, no one does. We don't. We, we never wanted to shut down in the first place. We just of wanted to fill our, our, our commitment to the American people. I don't know. I hope it doesn't last that long. Uh, I know the president is working every day to try to get a solution. Right now, I think he's accurate when he says that he can, through executive order, say this is a national emergency. I mean, when you've got right. a caravan coming to the border, storming the border, and ICE agents had to use uh, means to stop that to protect the country, and, and the incentive seems to still be there for more caravans to come in the future, I think you can say that's, a, that's an emergency, and we need to put the, uh, use, use the military and, and build some of this wall, maybe the Army Corps of Engineers, however, however he's going to do it. I think that, that he can do that. Now, the problem will be it will most certainly get challenged in court. So that's why we'd rather do it the way we're, we're proposing and actually appropriate dollars for it through the Congress. Uh, I want to pivot to another national security issue, Congressman Jordan, and that is uh, as it pertains to the fight against terrorism and our position in the mm-hmm. Middle East. When the president announced we were going to pull our troops out of Syria, 2,000 special forces out of Syria, a lot of people really did not like that, including supporters of the president, myself included, Hugh Hewitt, the namesake of the show mm-hmm. included. Now National Security Advisor John Bolton is in Israel. He's He was in Turkey, and uh, Hugh Hewitt is accompanying him, which is why I'm sitting here today. He is sure. coming back now. We are hearing from Hugh. He wrote a piece for the post yesterday about this saying it is a lot better than we thought it was this is not just an abandonment abandonment of the position in syria but in fact because of the strategic uh, um, uh, initiatives involved here we could actually come out stronger in the end here what is your take where we are now with respect to the syria pullout and our position there yeah i i I think uh mr bolton what he said yesterday makes makes a hundred percent sense the president says look we want to get our troops home um I think he's going to work to do that. You want to do it in, in, a, in a way that guarantees we continue the success that we've had there. Um, so I think, I think uh, what, what Ambassador Bolton said yesterday is right where we want to be and consistent with what the president said. Look, 
Uh, things are going well in Syria. They're going well around the country under this president. I think um, I think we're in a good position. Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio's 4th Congressional District, it is always a pleasure to talk with you, sir. Thank you for coming on early with us on the Hugh Hewitt Show. All right, that was my conversation. Uh, Jordan, I'm Bob Friend. Yeah, we already said that part <laughs> in stereo. That was my conversation with uh, uh, Jim Jordan on the uh, Hugh Hewitt program this morning. And just to kind of follow up on that, uh, especially as it pertains to Syria, really, really good reporting from Hugh, um, who is on that flight right now, that junket with about six other reporters, seven select reporters were asked to accompany National Security Advisor John Bolton on this trip to Israel to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu and Israeli leaders and uh, with Turkish leaders. Um, and yesterday they met with um, the Israeli uh, Prime Minister, and now today they are in Ankara, the capital of Turkey, and they are meeting with Turkish leaders about the support that they must provide for the Kurds who continue to do our fighting against ISIS and other terror uh, cells and organizations in Syria and in that region. And according to what Hugh is reporting from that junket, this is not going to be an abandonment of our position in Syria the way we abandoned our position in Iraq in 2011 under Barack Obama. He said this is not what he feared it was. He was 100% opposed, was Hugh Hewitt, to the president's policy on getting out of um, uh, Syria without the full and total destruction of ISIS. And he is now with National Security Advisor Bolton, and he said we are going to be much better than anybody thought. I'm going to share that part of the story with you after the news, which is now on AM 1420, The Answer.